Hello and welcome to the Gift of the Gab podcast. My name is Gabby and I am your host. On today's episode, I'm joined by my close friend, Sarah. And on this podcast, we're going to talk about her career change from going into a corporate world into personal training. We're going to talk about her struggles with binge eating. I'm also going to talk about her relationship with drama school and how that's um, influenced her confidence moving forward. It's a really nice episode and I hope that you enjoy it. If you do, then please don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe to really help me in my podcast life and just show your support for the podcast. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much and I hope you enjoy it. Here's the episode. Hi Sarah, welcome to the Gift of the Gab podcast. Hello. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Your cup of tea is lovely. Yeah, so this is my first in-person podcast recording. Um, and we're just recording on my phone, but the sound actually sounds quite good. So we're going yeah. with it. But it just basically means that I am sat on Sarah's knee whilst we yeah. record this. So. We're literally next to each other, like, <laughs> we're in a school assembly. <laughs> with a cup of tea. With our cups of tea. Um, so for this one, grab yourself a cup of tea. Um, we're going to be talking about Sarah... Sarah's journey, essentially she is a coach in Dubai at the moment, um, but we're going to talk a bit about her background story um, and where she's up to today. Mm-hmm. So um, tell me then, where, what do I need to know about you as a child that has led you to be the person you are today? Mm, as a child, okay. Um, well, I actually grew up in the performing arts industry. Mm -hmm. So fitness only became a big part of my life when I was like 17 and I'm 21 now. Um, So yeah, I grew up in the performing arts industry, um, like going to drama school. That's where I got most of my confidence. That is how I probably became who I am today because Mm -hmm. that's where I built confidence. That's where I met people. That's where I ventured out and became independent. That's probably why I moved to Dubai on my own because I did so much traveling by myself as well as a kid. Um, so yeah, I grew up in the performing arts industry, like musical theatre, then went into straight acting, and then I quit completely, and here I am as a coach. So how was being in, like, performing arts? Performing arts was a tricky one, you know, um, obviously there's a stigma, (laughs) you're laughing at me, (laughs) no, there's a stigma, there's a stigma that, you know, um, you obviously see this stuff at ballet school with girls who you know are treated badly and Mm. end up having eating disorders and it's an industry full of you could say disordered eating just because of what you are told at drama school and how much they pick into you because they genuinely need you to work on yourself Mm. so like you have to be very vulnerable and like being told you're this way and that way and then not being accepted and being rejected and even getting accepted for like different roles it's it's a mind a mind game you could say my fuck i wanted to say mind fuck <laughs> but i didn't want to i didn't want to swear on the podcast so yeah. yeah like it it's a very yeah it's a weird industry to be in and you've got to be built for it yeah that's all i can say so were you in anything fun was that anything fun yeah um, like that we would know. Yeah. I mean, I was an extra in quite a few movies. Like what one? Batman, The Dark Knight Rises. Were you? Yeah. Like, you can see yourself in it? Yeah, you can see my head. <gasps> yeah, the back of my head, which is really amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but most of my, like, success from acting came from theatre. Yeah. Like, I've been in my, like, um, like, so- like theatres in Surrey. 
Um, also, like, my time at drama school as well. Like, I attended, like, the top drama schools in the UK and, and in London, sorry. So that's where, like, most of my success came from, like, theatre, musical theatre. And then occasionally I dropped into a few few films like, as an extra and stuff. Fun. But, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. What kind of led you down a slippery slope, right? Huh? Kind of led you down a slippery slope yeah. in terms of your relationship with yourself. Yeah, yeah, because as you get more serious about it, um, obviously you want to progress and, like, you know, go to drama school. Um, drama school's really hard to get into, by the way. Like, you've got to do, like, five different rounds. It's not just based on, you know, your audition. It's based on how you look massively. Yeah. Like, literally, TV and screen acting is based on how you look. I don't care about what anyone says. You could be less talented than the girl next to you, but if you've got a different facial feature that mm. they prefer, you will get picked. Really? Yeah. So, like, when you look at your your class of, like, I don't know, 2021, you will see everyone is so different because they're all different castings. So, mm. like, there wasn't really anyone that kind of looked like me in, mm. in, my, in my class because I was representing, like, the Mediterranean brunette tango sort of thing. Tango? Tanned girl. Oh, is it tango? <laughs> I was like, oh, she's going to break into a dance here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, so the more serious you get about it, then the more your mental health kind of suffers. And I'm even speaking to people now that are still at drama school mm. and like they're coming to me for coaching, mm-hmm. like mental coaching and physical, like want a physique transformation, but also mentally don't know how to eat throughout the day, like throughout the day, cause they're like full of rehearsals, um, don't know how to fuel themselves properly, being told they need to lose weight for a certain part. Like people, my colleagues, like my old colleagues are coming to me now for coaching. So yeah. It did lead to a little bit of a slippery slope. Yeah, in terms of that. Mm. Mm. And then what happened next? So you said that you left drama school. So what happened after that? Yeah, so I, I left. Um, COVID actually cut it short. So I was, I was going to have like a massive production, which agents were going to come to. Mm-hmm. Um, they call it like the third year final, but I was doing it in my foundation year. So I was expecting like agents to come and like scout me. Then COVID hit and we didn't even perform. Like I did like all those years, didn't even get to do it. Um, and then I was like, Do you know what? I'm kind of done with this shit. Like, I've, I feel absolutely fucked over right now. So COVID, I actually started working out at home um, just because I've always had body image, like body image issues, always wanted to, to have that hourglass figure. Um, you know, I was doing like stupid YouTube workouts. Chloe Ting, do you know Chloe Ting? No. Oh, like this woman that posted like 10 minute ab workouts. Oh, right, like, okay. Do you know what I mean? I, I was just, like, doing all of that. Um, and then later on down the line, when I was seeing progress, because I was working with this girl, I was like, do you know what? I really love this. And I was like, I really want to help someone because I had such a good transformation. I was like, imagine if I could do that with other people. Um, and then I got my qualification in COVID. Like, I was training online, got the qualification PT, like, level three, level four, um, you know, did my practicals as soon as we were allowed out. And then, yeah, started working on the gym floor, really, at oh, home. okay, cool. Yeah. And then you moved to Dubai, so what happened then? Yeah. Oh, this is so weird. Like, I've, I've loved Dubai growing up, um, and I knew I wanted to live out here. And, like, Have you been on holiday here? Yeah, yeah, like, I came, like, five times before. Okay. Like, I was quite lucky to come with my family and, like, just have a little look. But my dad always said to me, like, you know, you're coming to nice hotels. You're not going to, like, living out there. Like, it's a different mm. lifestyle. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, I love it. Um, so, yeah, I actually got a job in a gym um, moving out to Dubai because I was like, if I'm going to move, I'm going to do fitness. Um, but the main reason I, I moved is because I was just so sick of 
COVID and the UK. Yeah. Honestly, I got absolutely, like, depressed as fuck. Like, <laughs> I got so, so depressed. And I was like, I need to get out of this country. I need to let go of all strings, all people that aren't serving me. I want a fresh start. Literally, new culture. I don't know anyone coming out here. Let's just fucking send it. And I just, yeah, I saved up that whole year. Didn't go out with friends. Like, I was going out before a lot, like, London clubbing. Spending, like... £100 a weekend, £200 a weekend, completely stopped that. Obviously, COVID helped because I went loud out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I saved so much just to move out by myself. Amazing. Yeah. So you got a job in a gym? Yeah. I actually have not been to that gym since. Because like, <laughs> I, came, I came out, came to see the gym. It was a little bit dodgy, offering me a really bad basic salary, like ladies oh, only yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Oh, right. Um, got here and I was like, nah, ain't for me. Like me and Alex went to go view it and it was just not the one. It wasn't even open. Um, I'm not going to say the gym, but it wasn't even open. Um, and yeah, they didn't even have a start date for us. And I was like, I've literally just moved here. You're going to get my visa and there's not even a start date. Like when are my clients coming in? Yeah. Um, so then I started like scouting around at, at fitness studios, like trying to teach classes. Mm. Um, went to downtown, tried to train for like this little studio boutique one. And then I was like, do you know what? I was like, let's try go into the corporate side of things. Mm. And I actually got a job in TV and film out here for like a few months, mm. um, just through someone I knew in the UK. And obviously I did at drama school. So it was very easy for me just to kind of like wear my way in and yeah. speak. Gift of the gab. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> gift of the gab. So That's fun. Yeah. And then, no. obviously, from there, you kind of, like... Yeah, from there, like, I just didn't enjoy that corporate job, tried another corporate job, but in the background, the whole time, I always had fitness. Yeah. That was the only thing keeping me going. For like, sure. having clients on the side, online coaching, getting into bodybuilding, like, competing, like, that kind of side. Um, and then this year, I took the leap like you did. You know, when you said you were leaving, I was like, do you know what? It kind of, like, triggered me a bit. I was like, <laughs> like oh, let's, let's see. So yeah. um, I've taken the leap now as well and doing it full time. Okay, so um, let's like imagine one of our listeners is like in a job, they're really not enjoying it and they are like thinking, okay, I want to leave my job. Mm. What advice would you give to that person? I know everyone says it, but you're only going to do well in something that you love. Yeah. Like genuinely, I'm not going to lie, I was very money orientated coming to Dubai as well because there's a lot of money to be made. And I just immediately thought, corporate, 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 that's the way forward. Real estate, like, commission job, all that kind of shit. But you have to actually look within inside yourself and be like, what do I actually love? What mm. am I going to wake up every day thinking, I cannot wait to fucking work on this? Yeah, for Like, sure. literally, you have to wake up excited about what you're going to do. And you will thrive. Like, even now, like, I'm excited to wake up, go see my clients. You know, I love content creating as well. Like, coming up with useful posts to help people. Um, or even just like chatting to people, like doing stuff like this. Like I wake up every day excited and the more open you are, the more opportunities you attract. Yeah, for sure. So find what makes you happy, find what makes you excited to wake up in the morning and like stick with that. Oh, that's cute. Mm. I think logistically is important yeah. as well. Yeah. I think like mm-hmm. in terms of like jumping from Korea, it's really important to have like a bit of money behind oh, you. Oh, 100%, yeah. I think you've got to... If you're not sure what you're passionate about, I think you've got to, like, 
go and find it like you can't just like jump and be oh, like yeah. i'm leaving my job i feel like it has yeah. to be like really like thought through i don't think you can just like jump unless yeah. you know what it is yeah. so then if you're not sure what it is that you love then i think that you should really like try exploring a few different things yeah. like um i don't know like try a few hobbies like um mm. do something different so like i tried loads of things like Did i you? tried painting yeah the paintings i painted Did you do them i painted them Oh my god. Yeah, I tried oh painting. I go like horse riding quite a lot. Yeah. Um those are kind of like my main like releases, but it was always like the fitness side of things yeah. that I was always torn on. Yeah. And I always knew that that was like what I wanted to do. And I think you're quite similar. Yeah. In terms of yeah. like you did the qualification first yeah. and then you was like, actually I'm gonna do a bit of corporate. Like it was just like yeah. always like this. Mate, I was corporate job like jumping. I was like doing yeah. but like bloody corporate crawl, like a pub crawl. Like I was just <laughs> going through and seeing what, what I liked. Sales, it's like a total war though, right? Yeah, but you find that, like, probably same for you, fitness was always there. Even when you were mm. teaching, it was always underneath. Like, mm. you always had your clients, your online coaching. It's your lifestyle. Mm. Like, don't get me wrong, I didn't leave the job. I'm sure you didn't either. Like, we both had clients, like, mm. to go to. Yeah. Or, like, we both had people that wanted to train with us so we could just quickly hop on with them. But, like, I wouldn't have left if I literally had nothing. Yeah, for sure. Like, if I had nothing, I would have really had to stay, like think about it yeah so it's a case of like circumstances and also like building what you can whilst you're still in a role that maybe you don't want to be in Mm -hmm. um and I think like what I probably should have done was Mm. step down from my management positions before I left oh really because yeah my management positions like killed me man Mm. like I was working so hard and then like of a weekend I'd literally be like hammering fitness and to some extent it also made me like resent my weekends a bit because I'd be like I literally don't have time off oh really but I knew that Mm. that's what I wanted to go into and I didn't have time to do it in the week or like if I did I wasn't necessarily doing it as well as I could have. Yeah, 100%. So I definitely think that I should have stepped down from my management positions in my role and then move forward oh, with I fitness I didn't realise you had management positions. Yeah, I was quite high up. I was wow. um, head of department, so I looked after the whole of the geography department. Oh, no wonder 100% so A star to C in A level <laughs> and 92% A star to C in GCSE. Yeah. yeah, smashed it. And I really found it stressful. I was though. also ahead of year as well. Aww. So I did both. So I looked after all of the um, like academic side for geography, for wow. everything. And then I looked after all of the year nine, who, by the way, had 14 form entries. So that was like 30 kids times 14, whatever that is. That's like wow. 400 kids, I think. That's mad. So I was responsible for 400 yeah. kids in year nine. And everyone knows wow. that year nine's the worst year group. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're, they're going through puberty at that age, not right? Not in terms... Yeah, exactly. Like not 14, 15, right? Yeah, not yeah. in terms of, like, they're, like, naughty or even more so than normal. They're just, they're just coming into their own and they're pushing the boundaries and they're fun. <laughs> but it was a lot. Like, it was a lot trying, oh to, trying to do a new career, trying to keep up with that. Yeah. Oh, so exciting. that's a bit about me. I didn't yeah, I mean, think I, I would disclose that today. I heard it on your other podcast though. You said you were really stressed out, like your job being stressed out. And now I literally get why because you were. I didn't realize you had a manager like role. So yeah, yeah. And like I only taught exam classes as well. So like it was mm. all like A level GCSE, oh. and then I taught like one year seven group, which were very stressful as well. Actually, oh. yeah, yeah. babies. Yeah, oh. I hated it. 
<laughs> I had to I had like one lesson a week where like it was my like the classroom was miles away from my office and I hated walking over there. I hated it. I used to um I used to get my year nines who were in trouble to carry my books over so I didn't have to. That's so funny. I bet yeah. they loved you though. Mm, well, debatable. You're probably that teacher that you were like strict but the kids actually loved you. No, they were terrified of me. Oh really? Yeah. Oh my god, I can't imagine this. Well, I remember one girl, she came into the office and she had to do something for me, like she wasn't in trouble. And one of my A-level kids came in and was like to me, like, oh miss, I just met um Faz, who's like the Sheikh's son, and like she was like telling me all about him, and the the Yinan looked at me and was like, Miss, you're actually really nice. <laughs> I was like, thanks. <laughs> You're like the most bubbliest, like funniest person ever. I wish, I wish these kids saw you in the gym. Oh, God. no, they do. They come oh, in and TikTok. see me. Yeah, they see me on TikTok and they comment all over my TikTok. So if you wonder why I go viral on TikTok, it's probably because the whole of my school like look saw, at my videos. I saw a comment, it was like, Oh, she taught me, or like Miss Gabby, or something. Hi, Miss Gabby. And I'm just like, Ah. <laughs> but the other day, I was actually in the gym with a client and one of my year. I taught him in year 11 mm. and he came up to me like hi miss I was like hi <laughs> I was choked on my food <laughs> that's funny yeah but anyway back to back to you then so obviously we've spoke about like your journey in terms of like business and um like your work mm. tell us a bit about you like personally personally like in terms of in terms of what so like obviously like you've said that you found fitness you really loved it you saw a transformation and then like you obviously made a decision then to start like bodybuilding like shaping your body for that like tell me a bit about that Ruth yeah honestly if you asked me two years ago if I would have ever thought about stepping on stage it would have been a hell no like no way like I I was I don't know if you kind of went through this but like I always grew up from like the age of 15 onwards on quick fix diets yeah like 1200 calories a day like anything to get skinny cardio like that was my bitch like running on the treadmill like four or five (laughs) times a week like that was my thing you know yeah I wouldn't even go near the weights did you try any funky diets I tried everything keto um I tried the intermittent fasting as well where you would have like only like eight hours to eat like which is the most stressful thing ever I've, I tried this one diet and I don't even know what it was, but like it was like you bought like a package, so it was like 80 quid. And at the time, I was like oh, no. a kid. <laughs> 80 quid was a lot of money, and I was so like, much money. so much money. And um, it came with like this, it was like a bleach bottle. <laughs> and like it probably was bleach to be honest. And it was aloe vera gel. And I'd have oh, wake no. up in the morning and I'd have to have a shot of aloe vera. It would make me gag. Oh. Like it was disgusting. Oh, and no. then there was like a it came with like a, an information guide. Oh, and on no. it it was like um these are the foods that you can eat. And it was literally just like lettuce, oh my god, peppers. Literally just, like, veg that had no substance to it. It was, like, lettuce, tomatoes, whatever. Like, rubbish. Like, absolutely no food. And that was oh. all you could have for three full days. Oh, my God. I know this one. Pretty sure my mum done this. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was all you could have for, like, three full days. Yeah. Literally by the end of the first day, I was like, fuck this. I'm starving. Like, yeah. me and no food. It was traumatic. Yeah. 
anyway, I tried to carry on. I had like a little salad one day and my cousin was like to me like, you're not supposed to eat on it. And I was like, oh, okay. And then like I tried my hardest to do it. I just couldn't do it. Oh and that God. aloe vera gel shot was disgusting. That- it made me balk. It was <gasps> vile. That reminds me of um, the apple cider vinegar hype. You know, when yeah. everyone used to like take a shot in the morning or like uh, before every meal. Yeah. I you did that. Like, I didn't do it, but I remember you know hearing of it. The sad thing was though, like my mum used to join in with me. Like yeah. I blame my mum for, in the nicest way, I love you, Maria, but she <laughs> she was such a victim of the fad diets, like Weight Absolutely. Watchers. Yeah. Like, oh kids, I'm just going to go weigh myself next, like, uh, you know, you know they have like the halls, like the town yeah, halls. Yeah, the weigh-ins. Yeah, she's going to get like weigh-ins. I yeah. just think it's normal growing yeah. up. Like that's normal, like to count your food. Um, I I honestly spent like two years solid, three years of religiously tracking. If I didn't track, mate, I would have binged. Like that was my yeah. control. That was my control. Like so, I was never like this. Like I was yeah. like I was always really flexible around food and like the thought of like not being able to eat made me so sad because I love food so much. Wow. So like. I knew I wasn't, like, in the best shape. And, like, I remember being, like, I just can't give up food. Like, yeah. I can't give it up. Um, and so many people were always, like, to me, like, oh, yeah. And like, I've even seen coaches today be, like, oh, yeah, I don't give females chocolate because it causes a binge. Oh, my God. And I'm literally, like, no, you are causing binges. Yeah, like, 100%. that is causing them girls to want, I want chocolate so fucking bad yeah. that I need that bit of chocolate. And yeah. then it's, like, they're going to eat as much as they can nah. whereas like if you give them like oh here's a little bit of chocolate yeah mm. they they feel satiated in that want for yeah. that chocolate uh, yeah. and it's so frustrating I, I see it all the time and yeah. it makes me sad like yeah. it makes me sad to my core that these things are still going around mm. do you know what it is though i don't want to um i don't want to expose dubai but it's a lot of trainers out here yeah i've noticed like the brits are more westernized i would say like I don't know, I feel like out here, there's still so much to be done. Uh, and, and in terms of female health as well, like, yeah. I had, like, a conversation with trainers the other day. Sorry, completely off topic, away from you, but I'm just no, on fine. a run now. No, go for it. Um, and they were talking about how... Um, female this this female that that one of them coaches mm. is on contraceptives right and like they were talking about how like if she came off the contraceptives her sex life would go through the roof she'd want to jump her husband like her hormones would go crazy wild and like they're literally what? telling this to their client and i was nah. like have you ever tried coming off contraceptives like it is it is nowhere near what you are describing it as like we are not men and like preaching about female health and hormones like yes i agree the pill has some negatives and this woman should focus on getting her period back yeah but the way that they were talking about it it was literally like she was a fucking robot and like the second they pulled that contraceptive she was gonna go and mount her husband like that because she's like the sexually frustrated demon and the reality is is that coming off contraceptives is absolutely nothing like that and if you've been through it it's actually quite traumatic yeah yeah i came off it a few years ago um but Anyways, that's not... We're not talking about that. No, but that's... It's it's the perception of the coaches in terms of, like, actually, like, preaching this to a client. Yeah. Um, I, I give my... It's my, crazy. It's I, crazy. And I'm, I'm the same as you. Like, I give my clients Biscoff every day. I tell them how they can eat chocolate every day. Because yeah. I came from a place of so, so strict that I realised the importance of actually not being strict. For sure. Like, I did a bikini comp prep and I... So two mm. squares of chocolates 
all the way up till show day. Wow. Like, I did not have the chocolate. Wow. So, like, when people are saying, like, you can't have chocolate, I'm literally like, what crack are you smoking? Because literally. I literally got the lean, I, I dropped, like, 15 kilos with two squares of chocolate a day, at yeah. least. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah, 100%. Okay, Um. so, back to you. So... Yeah, what were we saying? Um... So, <laughs> you were talking about um how, like, you grew up with your mum oh, on yeah. diets. Yeah, so, grew up with my mum on all these diets, which caused me to then be very strict to myself. Because if she wasn't eating bread, I wasn't eating bread. And if she said bread was bad, I thought bread was bad. Um, Obviously, as a kid, you listen to your parents as well. You think they're yeah. telling the truth. So, genuinely, mm-hmm. I... I I don't want to blame her, but I really did pick up all these beliefs from her. Yeah. Um, anyway, I basically spent about a year and a half, two years, binge restrict every weekend. Every, like, honestly, mm. 1,200 at drama school, Monday to Friday. Like, my colleagues and stuff would be like, uh, you know, like, what are you eating? Like, I was eating, like, one apple a day. <laughs> or, like, a, two bits of sushi. That was, like, my only carbs for the day. Like, they were like, what the fuck? And I was like, no, no, like, I'm a gym, I'm a gym lad. Like, I'm, I'm a gym rat as well. And they just, like, thought, okay. But my Sunday evenings were, like, ham. Like, cupboards, fridge, everything. Like, from peanut butter to lotus to chocolate to crisps. Like, anything I could get my hands on, mate, I went full out. And, like, this was all um, dictated as well by what I weighed on the scale. Like, if I dropped, like, I don't know, two pounds, let's say, like... I'd want to keep it off. And that was my goal the whole week, to keep it off and then decrease it even more. Yeah. And then those binges just set me way back up. And it'd be the same thing every week. Let's yeah. lose, let's, you know. Um. So, yeah, I would have never competed because of that reason. Yeah. Because I was already so strict. I was like, I literally could not even think about stepping on stage. And also, my motivation to sort this out, sorry, was the fact I was moving to Dubai. Mm. Because I was like, if I'm going to live in a different country by myself... I need to sort my relationship out with food. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot move and, like, be binging on the weekends. Like, the way it makes you feel about yourself, the way, like, my mentality is affected, like, it triggers a lot. So I just said to myself, we need to sort this shit out if I want to move and, like, change my life and stuff. So I went to a coach, and, of course, I went to him for fat loss. I was like, I want to lose fat, tone up, blah, blah, And he... I told him everything, like, everything about my binge history, like, just everything. And he goes, listen, he's like, I know you don't want to hear it, but we're going to go through a growing season. By this point, I hated my body already. He yeah. was telling me I was going to grow, but it wasn't... It was to build muscle, but it was to actually help me eat more food. Like, he was like, you know, you're going to have more calories to eat this. We're going to implement this. So I did about a year with him of literally growing, like pushing my cows up to like way over 2,000. Bear in mind, I was on 1.2, like yeah. going to him. Um, so yeah, I spent my whole year working on my relationship with food. He was training a bikini girl and I like really, she's my friend in the gym and I loved her. So I was like watching her posing and I was like, whoa, like this is so cool. Like seeing her body transform. Um, and then also I was seeing a lot of people on social media. It only became a big thing on social media. Do you think like two, two, three years ago? I don't know. Like maybe that was just me like coming to light to it, but yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. There was definitely presence on social media there. Um, yeah. Like, because um, when my friend Becky competed, it was, like, five, no, five years ago. Mm. Five years ago. Um, and, like, it was kind of there, but it wasn't. Yeah. I would say it appeared, like, the next year more so on socials. Yeah. Um, 
for sure. Like, it was yeah. definitely, like, the year after her. Like, I Because, d- like, when I look at the quality of, like, the posing, no offense, I don't know if you that, but, like, in comparison yeah. to what it is now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, it's worlds apart. Yeah. So, like, I would say it was the next year where, like, it yeah. was much more prominent. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it's just kind of, like, it, like, it exploded. I would say just before COVID, it exploded. Mm. And then, obviously, COVID yeah. ruined a lot of things for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I remember being in COVID and I saw these competitors like basically like crying over Instagram saying how they couldn't compete. And sorry, was like, you? that was me. <laughs> but I was thinking at the time, like, why do they give a shit so much? Like, I was like, like, you can just do it. I didn't have any knowledge. I was like, why do you care? Like, get on stage next year. Like, yeah. but I didn't realize the ins and outs. Yeah. And like seeing my friend in the UK compete and like, not she, well, she didn't actually compete. She was on her journey. Yeah. Um, I was at a point where I was like peak bulk now. Like I've been with this guy for a year, seen her journey. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I want to get diced. And I'm not going to lie. My first intention to do competing was to get diced because I knew I had more muscle. Yeah. So I was like, I just want to get diced now. Like I want to get absolutely jacked, skinny, well, not skinny, lean, sorry um but after that i then realized like it's like i just i just didn't even think about that anymore Mm. i don't know as you get better with training and like executing movements correctly and like learning about the process you actually forget about the end physique and i was like i actually want to do this to challenge myself like i've gone through so much the past few years with binge eating um like this cycle which i never thought i could get out of i'm now at this place where i'm a lot bigger a lot stronger like, let's see if I can do it just to see if I can. Mm. Like, just to see if I've got over all those old beliefs and I can I can be strict on my food. I can eat food, like, when I want, when I'm allowed. Like, yeah. it's a challenge now just to see if I can do it and if the bad habits have died down. Of course, you still have little triggers here and there. Like, that's normal. But I'm doing it to literally go against myself and be like, bitch, what can you do? Like, let's see what you can do. Yeah, that's cool. You know? What triggers you? What do you mean, what triggers me? Mm. You said you have little triggers here and there. Oh, like, what triggers you? Like, with food? Just generally, what triggers yeah, you? Yeah, um, I have a lot of food triggers, and I think this is really normal. Like, people assume, because I'm a personal trainer, like, I'm perfect, and mm. I'm sure the same as you, but no, mm. like, I can't have granola in my house. <laughs> Genuinely, I can't have granola in the apartment because that's massive trigger food for me. Can't have much cereal... Um, I don't really tend to buy a lot of crappy foods because right now my control isn't the best. Like, I know I haven't got the best control. Um, but in the same way, I'm very... I have got a very healthy relationship with food. Like, if I have a chocolate, I'm going to eat that and that's it. I'm not going to go binge after because I was like, oh, fucked it now. I might as well continue. Like, nah, that's completely gone. Mm. But just small things really trigger me. I wouldn't say... You know, like, people see pictures of people on social media and, like, oh, she looks amazing, like, I feel shit. I can't say that ever triggers me. Like, mm. I don't care about anyone else. Like, genuinely, I really could not give a shit what anyone looked like. That doesn't trigger me, like, body-wise. I don't know. I just think food is the main thing for me. Like, yeah. those little trigger foods. Um, when I'm out of control as well, like, say if my day's been completely fucked over because client cancelled or, like, someone has to get me to do something, like, if I'm not in control, mate, my binge urges 
they are bad. Oh, okay, interesting. But I know how to deal with it. Yeah. Like, whereas before, I would have caved, but now, like, don't... I, I know exactly what to do. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a cool one. I've not really had that one before, like, where the routine goes, so then you feel like yeah. you need to have an attraction to food. Yeah, it's like That's comfort, cool. isn't it? It's like, what can I grab to just make me feel comforted, like, quickly? Yeah, for sure. It's um, like instant gratification. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's what, like, essentially, like, binge eating is. So, like, you, you feel, like, instantly gratified. Mm-hmm. And then... Like you'll feel a, a feel of guilt yeah, afterwards. It's short term reward. It's yeah. short term happiness. And then And then obviously once yeah. you feel that guilt, then you're gonna go, Oh, but what's gonna make me feel better? And it's gonna be like, Oh, okay, eating again is gonna make me feel yeah. better and then that's the spiral. Yeah. because um, some people don't have binges, so they don't really understand like the yeah, mindset. There's a lot of there's the difference between overeating and binge eating is that binge eating is genuinely where you cannot control it. Yeah. Like, you... It's so hard to control. Like, you want to eat everything at once. You want to do it in secret. Like, I've never binged in front of anyone. Yeah. Like, I've... Really? Yeah, you don't really binge in front of people, like... I found that in lockdown, Mm. I had, like, a tendency towards, like, binge... Not... I wouldn't even say it was binge eating. It was, like, it was coming from... It was definitely a case of, like, instant gratification. Yeah. But, like, I just had, like, a show cancelled. It was traumatic. And then, like... Yeah, you want to I gained, like, somehow. 10 kilos in, like, three weeks. It was really yeah. intense. But, obviously, I was really lean anyway, so, like... That's the thing with binge eating as well. It's very intense. Yeah. Overeating, you can... Over, like, I feel like yesterday, for example, I, over, I overate. Yeah. Um, I didn't stick to my calories at all just because... I don't know, I just didn't. But, like, I had, like, a burger after dinner... Um, I had a few snacks throughout the day. Like, that was overeating. But yeah. I feel fine today because I'm yeah. like, I wanted it, I had it. Yeah. Binge eating is like, you, you want it, you, you're happy, and then you keep going for more and more, and you're like, shit, I can't control this. Like, I just want to have this combination of food now, and then the next day, oh, my God, you literally feel like death. <laughs> like, ask anyone, like, you feel awful. You yeah. Know? I don't, for me, like, I don't want to go to the gym. I want to wear baggy clothes, like... I don't want to be seen. I don't want to interact with anyone. Like, yeah. everything. I don't want to go to my clients. Like, that's why now I'm so keen to keep keep doing what I'm doing. Mm. Because I cannot go back to that mindset. Yeah. It will affect everything. So, yeah. That's it, really. So then, yeah. Um, what were we saying about competing? Yeah, then I just decided... Have I said how I decided to compete? No. Um... Oh, yeah, so I saw this girl, and then I was just like to my coach, I want to compete. <laughs> that was it. And then he was obviously really excited, because I was, like, the youngest client that he had. Um, but then I broke the news that I was moving to Dubai, and, like, I was like, I'm not going to lie to you. I might, you know, stop with you just because I want an in-person person out there. Um, so, yeah, I, I did end up stopping with him. He was a great coach to kickstart me into the competing world. But now I'm with Amy... Um, who honestly like I can't wait to do the journey with her. Yeah. Cannot wait. I, I saw her compete at Muscle Show the year before. Um and I knew who she was. I was like, Oh, that's like Amy girl, like blah blah. Um saw her at B one, like Banoose Gym. And then yeah, I was gonna join Team DW and then she was like a coach under, like they just announced it and I was like, Well, she's in Dubai, might as well. So now we've got a very good relationship and I'm under her. Yeah, I think that's the main thing. Like, when you have a coach, like, you've got to make sure that that relationship's mm. there. Otherwise, like... Yeah. You're less likely to kind of, like, 
yeah. open up tell them about things that are going on in your life which is yeah. essentially like what your coach needs like if you're having a tough time then your coach needs to hear it if you're having a great time then your coach needs to hear it yeah, because you need to be honest like, yeah for sure and i feel like with her i'm so transparent i tell her everything and she yeah. loves it but with my old coach i wasn't like if i binged like i wouldn't tell him yeah if i overeat with her i'll be like listen i've had this today what do you recommend like it's so different and I don't know if you feel this you've got a male coach haven't you yeah you quite like having a male coach right yeah like I'm I'm the opposite I prefer female coaches yeah. I've worked with two now so. I get that so it's different really isn't it like yeah I get just, that yeah like I just feel I can be more open with females and like if I want to talk about my period in detail in the nicest yeah. way Amy can like she'll listen but for a guy like if I'm having issues I, I would feel uncomfortable but that's just on me yeah I find actually that the guys are more supportive than the females yeah because yeah. like they can't know what you're going through yeah. so like Josh is super supportive of me when I'm like I'm having the worst period today he's literally like okay mate take a rest day I'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny that's the thing though like I have this is the thing you Josh sounds good right because yeah. he said that but like I was with this other coach. Um, this isn't the same one as before. This is a different male coach. And, like, I was saying, listen, my period is so bad. Like, I, I cannot train. I'm in pain. He didn't do anything. He didn't, like, change my food. He said, you still need to go to the same intensity training. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, do you actually know, like, what my ovaries are doing right now? Like, <laughs> I am dying. But with Amy, she's like, day two, off. Because she knows day two is my worst. So she's like, no training, wherever it is. Upper, lower, rest, whatever. Day off. Yeah. So it just it really does depend, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Yeah. I like Josh though. Like for me, he's mm. perfect. He's everything I need. Yeah, he did your last prep, didn't he? No, Becky. Oh, did did, you know not? Becky did my last prep. But oh my god, that's mad. Becky was being coached by Josh, so like, oh. basically via Becky, I was that's Josh. Gonna be so interesting. <laughs> yeah. So different prep. What do you different. think he's gonna do different? I'm asking you a question now. What do you think he's gonna do different um, with you than that Becky's done with you? Like, do you think um, he's got a different? plan in place or like any differences you're noticing right now yeah like in my last prep i didn't have any like diet breaks it was literally just like you're on prep like yeah. you diet for full the send. full time like yeah. i didn't have a day off i didn't have anything it was like steps every day cardio every day cows yeah. every day it was there was no yeah. difference you basically full send it like yeah full send it. it was just yeah. like yeah on track mm. um which at the time worked for me mm. um and it was absolutely fine. Like, I was I was all good. Mm. Um, this time, I don't have contraception. So, Ooh, it's okay. it's going to be interesting to see if my body responds better, worse to yeah. that. But I definitely noticed, like, I feel the peaks and troughs more. So, mm. like, rather than being on contraception where, I, like, everything was, like, it was... Stabilised? I, I say dull. Like, that's how I just find everything. Even in my emotions when I was on contraception, like, yeah. it was, like, I wasn't super happy and I wasn't really well, sad. Does, I was just, like, yeah. neutral all the time. it stabilises you. So, so yeah. I was, like, a little bit happy, a little bit sad, but I was never, like, extremely happy. I was yeah. never extremely sad. If anything, I think I was a bit depressed because, like, I, <laughs> I don't ever remember being, like, really happy. Um, but yeah. obviously, like, in terms of my hormones as well like that was definitely the case so like yes I'd feel a little bit more tired around my period but it was never like yeah it would never wipe me off my feet Mm. whereas now like it mm. it, it's huge like I'm like I'm literally in the pits like I'm one of these females that has the worst periods like really really? I really have bad periods and like my cycles are really long like borderline 
um, abnormal. Okay. So that's okay. something that we've got to factor in. So that's why my prep's starting so early because yeah. we both know my my periods are really bad. Um, I am stubborn to lose fat. Like, yeah. Despite the fact I've been really lean, yeah. I'm actually really stubborn when I lose yeah. fat. Um, that seems very good though. So you know? just I've worked with Josh for two years now, nearly. So it's well, I joined him last September. So by the time we get into prep, it's gonna be like a full two years of working together. Wow. So like we know my body, we know how I work. Like it's definitely like really mm-hmm. beneficial to work with a coach beforehand. That's before I was gonna say go that's into. the best thing you can do, isn't it? So work we've decided it. that we're gonna stop prep in January. We're gonna have like regular mm-hmm. like diet breaks, like refeeds, stuff like that because. Nice. I think that's how I'm going to respond the best and yeah. keep seeing this time. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. That's different. Yeah. Um, so, okay, you had this coach and you were like, I want to compete. Mm. Then you went to Amy. What are your plans now moving forwards? Yeah, plans now, um, basically start prep middle of Feb. Um, to be bikini first timer, Yay. which is exciting, which you know about. Um, so can you just talk to us a little bit about like what prep looks like? Because obviously a lot of people like think like it's just like a diet phase. No, it's not. Prep started as soon <clears throat> as I started with Amy. Honestly, yeah. I would I would honestly say prep started this year before Amy. But when I started with Amy, that was when my prep started. Um, yeah. Prep is not just the diet; it's all the phases you take to get on stage. Like for me. I've just come from a way bigger place. Like with Amy, I was, I started with her at 76 kg. And for me to start prep there and then, I wouldn't have been able to do it in one shot. Yeah. Even even if 28 weeks of dieting, I would have never got from 76 with the amount of body fat I, was, I had yeah. to stage lean in let's say like 28 weeks, it wouldn't have happened. So the prep for me had been this little mini cut you could say that I've just done, it wasn't so mini, it was 20 weeks, <laughs> to shed off some fat. Now going into a little slight off season, like literally just for two months, just to grow and build and push food back up, which yeah. is basically reverse diet. And then the dieting phase for actual stage, when I'm going to be at Alina position, is next year. So prep is honestly the phases building up to the dieting, like the last push, which is the dieting phase. Yeah. But I, I think you would agree, prep is like everything. It's building the muscle. Like that, that dieting phase is just to reveal what you've done. Yeah, for sure. So. And then obviously like you're, you are in a diet phase, sport it's not necessarily just a diet. I think it's important just to note that. Like yeah. a lot of people like are like dieting's hard. And yes, it is. It's very hard. Prep a prep for a show like this is like intense. Like mm. you, you know that everything you do, you have to leave no stone unturned. Yeah. Like it's limited social occasions. It's really picking. If there's an event, you have to pick which event you really want to go to, and that's probably what all you're gonna do for yeah. like six months. Um, it's very difficult to be around family and friends. Yeah. Because a lot of them don't understand what it is that you're going through. Yeah. That's kind um, of a blessing of being out here, though. Yeah. Like, my family are in the UK, and I swear, every Sunday is, like, food day for me and my family. It's, like, everyone gets together, eats massive meals, like, that. So, as much as I do miss it, I'm, I'm grateful I don't have to be in that situation. Yeah. Because I wouldn't be able to I'm do sorry it. I'm Italian, so <laughs> can you imagine the food? <laughs> yeah, literally pizza, pasta, like, seven courses, like, mm. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. And then business-wise, what's the goals there? Yeah, business-wise, I've just kind of started with PTing on the floor. So I'd Mm. like to get up my clients um, just so I can actually learn more about executing movements for for clients. Like, obviously, I can just put put that into my online coaching. 
but yeah I like I'd like to build up my client base on the floor more importantly, I would like to build up my online, as does mostly everyone, mm-hmm. just because it is a bit more flexible. Um, but yeah, I mean, long-term goal is I want to be a prep coach, like 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to prep people for bikini or whatever, but I need to have a lot of experience. That's kind of like my five-year goal. Um, so yeah, we're just starting now. We're starting with lifestyle clients, gem pop. Um, yeah, just seeing where it takes me and then do my goals on the side, which yeah, basically cool. align together because all fitness, which it is, is what all I fitness. love. Is there anything you do outside of fitness? It's like, what makes you not just a fitness girl? The thing is, like, this is really sad because it used to be acting. It used mm. to be, like, TV, film, acting. Like, I did a few commercials out here, actually. Did you? Yeah, they're on Instagram. Like, people keep sending it to me. Oh. But, like, that was my thing, but honestly, I don't do it anymore. And now... I can't lie, like, I need to find another hobby, I think, because acting and that doesn't make me happy anymore. I used to sing as well, like, um, yeah, I used to do singing, like, don't do any of that shit anymore. Um, So, yeah, I need to find another little hobby that actually just, like, keeps me calm. Yeah, keeps your identity as well. Yeah, exactly, like, I'm very creative. Oh, you should do some painting like me. <laughs> no, I can't paint. But I feel like I'm gonna get into like photography. Not yeah. Gonna lie, and like videography. Like, yeah, videography would be really cool. Yeah, you're good and at editing and stuff because you know, like I love editing and like yeah. adding music to things. Like, I love creating like something people can feel something from. Yeah, I love so, that. So I'm gonna start with that soon. Yeah. That's nice. Well, I wish you the best of luck with that Thank moving you. forward. Thank you for coming to my podcast. Thanks, Gabby. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining me on today's podcast. I really did enjoy having you on today. If you enjoyed it as a listener, please don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. The sharing really does a huge favor for me and gets my audience to a much wider um, variety of people. So if you do share it, then I really, really appreciate it. I will speak to you again next week for our next episode. Thank you again, and I'll speak to you soon.